0: listen guys listeners at home you beans. listen up you wobeens
1: uh what was it listen up you worms uh yeah listen you worms it listen, what is, listen here brilliant. you
0: worms something. yeah something somebody who remembers let us know uh we almost had an oopsie poopsie today <laughs> <We> but, <did. laughs> So, like, the first thing I see from Macy is a voice note, and she's like, hey, you want to hear some shit? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) the way that we keep track of these, you know, typically the episode is named something like, Buttholes and Buttholes, episode 135. Um,
1: Yes, yes.
0: And we have before screwed that number up, because we're humans. (laughs) And it's hard Uh, to count sometimes. Yeah, I think that the number
1: today is not right. I don't don't think think our episode's... No. our number uh, well, correct.
0: it's also a little confusing so like behind the scenes when you go to our our hosting our podcast host there's more than what we've put out like we have episodes that are unpublished for whatever reason you know or yeah. episodes that we only put up on patreon you know just whatever so sometimes those actually get thrown in the count and uh this was almost we almost missed a spooky episode, guys
1: Yes, yes. Because if you've been paying attention, uh, I mean, really, if we were following it weekly, maybe we call this one something cheeky like two hundred and forty nine point five or something. Yeah. Um, but when we released the first episode of Simply Captivating, I counted that as an episode. When I or whoever did when whoever whichever one of us uploaded it, yeah. like kind of just counted it in the rotation even though it wasn't an episode and it wasn't in replacement of an episode it's just like a bonus thing so it's Mm -hmm. actually this is episode 249 so yeah and they've been been jacked off
0: for a little while but we'll we'll go back and i can go back and fix those today one of us will go back and fix that Uh, long story short next week strap in for uh the first spooky zone it feels like we've had in a while In a while. Yeah, Yeah, I think
1: since Christmas. Or wow, uh, maybe since Christmas. That can't be right. That can't be true.
0: Maybe we did skip one entirely. Who knows? It's entirely possible. (laughs) (laughs) We almost did it this time. Welcome to the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, the podcast about witchcraft. Uh, My name is Charlie, and I'm just a girl standing in front of another girl asking her to talk about
1: witchcraft. This is my cousin, Macy. Uh, My name is Macy. And odds are, if you go outside and call my name really loud into the winds, I won't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) But wouldn't it be creepy if you did? Like, after this episode Just a chorus of just, like, Macy! Oh, so scary. Big scary. Don't like it. Do you remember? Okay, I gotta
0: tell you, my, my... train of thought here I was like well what if we set up a time for everyone to go outside and yell Macy I wonder what would happen but then I got to thinking do you remember you actually might be too young but when we rolled from 99 to 2000 uh, Nickelodeon I think did something and they gave it some name but basically they wanted you to fill up a, a, a paper bag with air and go outside, and when the clock struck zero, and we flipped over, to pop it. You know, you pop a paper bag, you right? Okay. And it was supposed to be like this thing that everyone could, just this little fun activity for the kids, you know, to do at the same time. I guess to see if you could hear other people doing it. Uh, I, I, I don't know, but do you remember that?
1: No. Oh. Uh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't remember. I would have been- I- You would have been five or five. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like right on that border there. I don't really know how that math works. I'm born in January. I could figure it out if I thought about it, but Mm. I'm not going to think about it. No, think about it.
0: Who cares? It's over. It's in the past. You never have to think about it again. (laughs) I, I distinctly remember being sweating, scared because you know, it was Y2K. The world was about to end. And I was very freaked out. And I remember mama and papa were over. And it was only like a couple of minutes till, and I was getting more and more nervous as the time got closer. And then it just dawned on me. And I feel like I formed a brain wrinkle in this moment. Several other places have already had their New Year's. Yes. Like if, if thing, if shit was going down, why would it be central standard time? Yes. And all my fear washed away and I ran to the Mm -hmm. kitchen and grabbed a paper bag. And
1: ran outside. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you got to join in on the festivities with <laughs> your mm. fellow children, brethren, yeah. instead of being worried about the end of the world. Yeah.
0: I'm constantly worried about the end of the world.
1: But hey, especially young child me, I expected oh, it at any fucking moment. Any moment. And I've seen a lot of
0: people actually, this thing is going around where people are, are like,
1: the I've seen
0: other people like, commiserating with that, being like, I felt this way too, uh, especially in a religious context, because, you know, there's oh, dude, oh dude, I expected
1: the rapture All the to time. happen at any second. I assumed I wasn't going and that I'd get pelted <laughs> to death until the skin boiled off my flesh from uh-huh. burning hot asteroids, which is what we were told.
0: Uh, uh, the rapture is a scary, scary thing. When I first had it explained yeah. to me, it was by a Southern Baptist, so prepare but uh they told me that god was building a machine a machine that encapsulated the earth and that he was going to use to take everyone and that is the weirdest way i have ever heard it explained
1: that's like some rick and morty shit that's i i I was i know i was thinking of like invaders them when they get like that pastor was a secret sci-fi nerd (laughs) (laughs) um wow but i've seen people be like they had a sense of
0: comfort when they realized in the bible it says like nobody's gonna be able to predict it right and i was in that group because when i heard that when i heard that that was in the bible that's like the i forget the actual like saying or whatever but who cares um it's like no one can predict when it's it's whenever somebody says it's gonna be that's not when it, only god only god's gonna know and that brought me so much comfort because i was like okay Whenever I see these billboards that have an exact date, because that's a thing here. Is that a thing everywhere? Yes. Wow. Uh, where they're just like, prepare. This is the end of the world. They, it would scare the shit <laughs> out of me. Buffalo would fall out. And from that point on, I never, ever was scared of it again. Because I was like, you don't know. You're not allowed to predict it.
1: Yeah, you're wrong. Yes yeah. automatically you're wrong automatically. Ha-ha. um, yeah, I never really heard that. I just tried my best not to think about it as much as possible, um except for when I had to go and hear about it um and between the rapture and twenty twelve and the day after tomorrow and oh. just about any other thing you could think of, I was assuming at any- ge- oh or the scene in Terminator two, that had me scared. <laughs>
0: A blast a it's, a scary, out it's a scary it's a scary scene
1: it is so scary dude so i mean it was like no i i mean like i instead of like like this is the kind of kid i was like i remember being on the swings and like the playground as a kid young wonderful kid it's like you're a child what should you be worrying about me as a child as like eight i was worried about a wave of nuclear oh, yeah. energy <laughs> disintegrating all of us at any <laughs> second
0: wow Uh, On that note, I think we should dedicate this episode to our Patreon. This is the Patreon Patreon shout-out segment. Uh, I don't know why the apocalypse talk made me think of this. But today, Mm. this world-ending episode goes to... Wow. Yeah. Claire H. Okay. Um... Sing a song about the end of the world. Sing that fucking Aerosmith song about the asteroid. I don't want to
1: close my (laughs) eyes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. Cause I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss Claire
0: H. (laughs) That's so sweet. I also thought you were gonna say I don't want to close my Claire, and I was like, "Mm." I don't (laughs) want to. Okay, so episode two hundred forty nine point five. What are we? What are we talking about? Also, that means we're about to hit two fifty. How do you feel about that?
1: I know that's half of five hundred. Wow! Wow! I don't know how to feel about it. It surprised me. I I was like, what are we, episode like 220? Because that was kind of what I was looking up this morning. Cause it was like, I know we're hmm. I know we're like close-ish to a spooky, so let me see how close 250! Like yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all.
0: Uh, so what are we talking about? This momentous almost almost 250. Almost quarter of a thousand episodes.
1: Almost quarter of a thousand episodes. Uh whoa, yuck. Um I <laughs> I uh, thought it had been a minute since I'd talked about a plant, a house plant. So I'm oh. talking about a pothos. Pothos <gasps> plants today. Um, you know them. Even if you don't know that you know them, believe me, you know them.
0: Yeah, you do. Oh, I love those little bastards. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also talking about a plant, more so like a dried herb type, but I guess an alive plant too. I'm going to tell you about deer's tongue.
1: Cute.
0: I want to talk to you about deer's tongue, aka well, now. I guess not aka, but it is the actual name is litris odoratissima. That's oh. let me spell it for you: L I A T R I S space O D O R A T I S S I M A, aka vanilla plant. Cute. It's not vanilla, but if you crush it or bruise it, it smells like vanilla. Uh, Let's see. Also, a.k.a. Button Snake Root. Okay. A.k.a. Fragrant Blazing Star. That's badass. Yeah, right. A.k.a. Vanilla Gay Feather, which I love. That's fabulous big fan of that aka fragrant gay feather aka
1: fragrant blazing star gay feather that's the one i want that on my name tag thank you please (laughs) very much and lastly vanilla puff which is what i'll take on my (laughs) oh cute vanilla
0: puff vanilla puff so uh (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, this is a perennial plant, and it belongs to none other than the Asteraceae family. You'd think after a quarter of a thousand episodes, I would say that correctly.
1: It is yeah, native. Okay. Wait, Asteraceae is yes. that the one?
0: Yes. Yeah. Asteraceae. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, it is native to the Florida Georgia line. Well, it's 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 native to um. the southeastern
1: <laughs> regions of the U.S. <laughs> Particularly Florida. Just slip that in casually and expect me to not say anything (laughs) without saying it's native to the Florida Georgia line. Uh Uh Get out of town with
0: that. It's native to the southeast U.S., uh, particularly Florida and Georgia. It likes a dry, sandy soil uh, and it's like kind of, you know, humid. It's that Florida Georgia thing. Yeah. Now, the name has some, you know, the name is always interesting, especially the scientific names here. So the genus name, uh, Liatris, comes from Liatron, which sometimes words sound too mechanical
1: for me. Yeah, you know that what I mean? sounds, yeah, that Liatron also that's that's like there... what is it in the bible the angel yes metatron? i was just yeah. about to say that there's a there's or a like the giga chat mouth of god or whatever yeah. it is meta metatron.
0: metatron that's you can't tell me that that's not a fucking transformer <laughs> uh, i am going to turn into an angel now uh so anyway the greek word liatron uh, it means scale <laughs> and then, <laughs> okay sidebar, sidebar for i forgot a
1: about that i'm sorry i forgot about that whole voting thing Yeah, i forgot about that whole transformers bullshit did we talk about that i don't know
0: or did i just tell you about it i don't know for one of the uh transformers movies they did that stupid idea of letting people create their own answers for a poll and they were like
1: never do that
0: never do that they were like whatever is the winning vote it, like for a line we'll add this line into the movie and the winning line for optimus prime to say is i am going to turn into a truck now
1: <laughs>
0: and they nixed it because of course
1: they that's so stupid because that is that would have been that would have been great like a rallying moment where yeah. everybody to come see it because everybody's gonna want to know where you yes. stuck that stupid fucking line How they did and it. there's gonna be cheers everyone's gonna cheer across the yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, we god god damn it it's crazy how much better at this we are than they are anyway I mean, fucking michael bay
1: good grief <laughs>
0: michael bay i forgot about. okay uh so let means just mean scale or balance uh and this probably uh has to do with the little flowers these are little tiny little tiny small flowers that are like kind of spiky on like a they're like little spikes on a on a cylinder you know what i mean so it's like a it's like a spiky mm-hmm. cattail, and yeah. uh, it's it's very it's uh, it's eye catching. Oh. But uh, let's see the species name odoratissima comes from the Latin word odor, uh, who knew, <laughs> meaning smell or scent. Right, uh, and the reason that it's given this is because it is very. Like we talked about vanilla-y. So sorry. Yeah, it's very vanilla-y. It puts off quite the odor. Uh, and that was the thing that they first noticed about it. And then it kind of picked up the names, name deer tongue because it looks like the a deer tongue.
1: Deer have weird tongues and like weird cheeks. Their mm. mouths are weird. Mm. I It is off-putting to me when there's like a shot of a deer and it's doing that
0: like Sideway mouth chew thing Have you seen
1: yeah that picture of that deer That's eating an apple slice I think it's eating An apple slice and you can see all of its little Wigglies in its mouth little, Little Fingies
0: gross I'm gonna google Deer's tongue And then apple
1: slice It's like the. If I recall correctly it's like their cheeks Too it's like Like The insides of their cheeks are also squiggly squiggly. like that, but I don't remember. But yeah, Mm. little, little, little fingies. Gross.
0: Uh, okay. Not finding it. Just finding a bunch of really derpy pictures of deer, which is always fun. But (laughs) so yeah, it was called deer tongue because the plant itself looks like a deer tongue. Uh, the history, there is a, a rich background to this, uh, plant in the native north american uh uh indigenous tribes especially the cherokee and the creek people uh highly valued for its smell of course anything with a pungent smell good or bad seems to have a strong place with humans um just because it makes that impression like smell is a very Mm. strong scent for us you know and that's how we get shit that stinks but we still use the hell out of it like uh what what is it? Valerian. What's the stinky mm. for one? Valerian. Anyway, mm. Mm. yeah, Ugh. it is. Oh, rah, damn. Uh, the traditional use for the plant is to add it as a flavoring agent, so teas and soups and foods. Uh, however, it does have a place in traditional medicine for coughs, uh, sore throats, digestive issues, any kind of like esophagus. Kind of not feely good thing. Uh, I didn't see that it had any kind of slippery uh, okay. essence, you know, okay. like a like a marshmallow or like, a slippery yeah, elm or anything yeah, like, like that. Yeah, it, I didn't see that it had any kind of mucus, but it seems to be used a, a lot in the same way as a lot of those plants. It's kind of like a breathing. Any kind of soft tissue upset you have, it seems to to be mm-hmm. good for. Um, and then, of course, people would just hang it in their house to make like potpourri and carry it on their body to smell good. And uh, when, as the place that I uh, got the... the um, the source material here, as they put it, early European explorers came and documented the plant's usage. Uh, when the white <laughs> people showed up, they stole it, <laughs> and they wrote books about Today's it. And they just were like,
1: exploring. Look, look it was what just some casual adventuring. <laughs> Had look no what we dying found. Consequences. Yeah, <laughs> it said it led
0: to the uh, eventual inclusion in botanical literature. So. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, a big use of this plant and still today is within smoking blends. These are super hmm. aromatic leaves uh, that are incorporated into smoking blends that can be tobacco blends or your herbal blends. Um, it enhances your smoking experience as like an old cigarette commercial would say. Um, you know what bothers me as an ex-smoker? What? When you see those old ads for cigarettes and they're like, nobody has the taste like Marlboro, you know, or like they talk about the taste or get the unfiltered flavor or whatever. Highly delicious Mm -hmm. flavor. I don't know if I've ever smoked for the flavor. I don't think anyone has ever smoked for the flavor. No one has ever believed that the flavor of a cigarette is good. You do it for that... (laughs) sweet nick you get that sweet sweet (laughs) nick anyway uh (laughs) but uh yeah so and apparently in the smoking blend it is now let me scroll a little bit through my notes because i put this at a lighter place but it seems like i should have not done that hold on i'm stupid where did i put it Okay, I'm not sure where I put it, but basically, uh, the flavor is said to be very reminiscent of vanilla also, or Tonka, uh, which, what's the difference between vanilla and Tonka?
1: Do you know? I don't know. I'm in a vanilla bean, like, group. What? (laughs) On on Facebook. What? What? I thought that tonka be I thought they were a type of vanilla bean. I thought that tonka beans were it's like a beans.
0: type of vanilla, yeah,
1: I thought um, so, but I don't really know enough for sure. I joined there because I have dreams of ordering fresh beans and making extracts, but the only step I've taken thus far is joining because the order processing in this group looks very complicated. Ooh. so I've never done it.
0: I'm not one to judge. I'm a part of a group where everybody pretends they're ants, so That's uh awesome. anyway, this. Um, uh the flavor the smoking flavor is said to be reminiscent of vanilla tonka beans and some people even say like grass or sweet grass or like hay you know kind of a sweet hay, oh. um with a just a touch of an herbal like a almost medicinal but in a good way undertone okay. if you're not a smoker or have no interest in that uh which by the way i do want to say probably don't just smoke these leaves straight if you're putting it into like a smoking blend, uh, you know, as with most things, start with a small amount to see how it affects and if you like it, and then you can always build up to your level, but going in like ham a hundred percent with anything, it's probably not going to be what you desire. Uh, but anyway, if you're, what if you're not the name of this plant again, deer's tongue. That's right. Okay. Mm. Uh, If you're not into smoking, you can also use this in simmer pots. You can put it into incense. Uh, You can hang it fresh or grow it fresh around because it still carries the smell. It is fresher when it is bruised. Uh, And then, you know, also if you do something like simmer it or something, obviously, but it will still have a nice little smell. Now let's get into the metaphys. Traditionally, uh, through the use of uh, this plant, in uh let's see what is it that florida georgia line (laughs) it it was Mm -hmm. used for communication and eloquence uh because of the deer's tongue reference and the way it looked like that It, it got to be known for something that you could carry on your body or put into spells or i guess maybe not spells but into traditional medicine and stuff like that to help uh be able to um, God, I could use some of it right now to be able to communicate effectively mm. and to help okay. uh, your your presentation and be able to kind of get exactly what you're trying to say across. Um, and it was also used for divination and dream work. And I was like, this is strange to me because that seems like a little bit of a jump uh, to go from, hey, this looks like a tongue. So let's use it in speaking, you know, because that's, that mm. seems Like it, you know, makes sense. Uh, However, until I looked into using this as a honoring or using this to harness the energy of the deer. Did you know that the deer is like associated with intuition and psychic abilities? I Mm -hmm. never would have. No, I didn't know that. It doesn't seem like one of those animals that you would be like, ah, yes, this is for talking to dead people. Like a crow.
1: Or something, because that's immediate. Yeah, no, I wouldn't think it with a deer. Because with a deer, <clears throat> I just assume it's just rocketing in its sympathetic nervous system at all times. <laughs> well, freak out overdrive. You're not wrong, actually, because it's kind of
0: har- uh, harvesting or distilling that ability to be attuned to your surroundings and to kind of yeah. distill this um, always awareness. Uh, to yeah, really kind of hone these psychic abilities. And that includes the divination skills uh, because deer are also tied into like lunar energies and gentleness and grace. There is a little, there's a tie in with death there, you know, the moon mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. anything that, it, that carries a, an air of gracefulness, I think automatically gets a little bit assigned to death, but not like in the spooky way, you know, but like in the ethereal kind of way spirit talking kind of way this is a part of life and when we die our bodies become the grass kind of way yes so yeah uh so there's a a, a, a history of use with your tongue in talking to your dead people which i really enjoy and wish i knew sooner anyway <laughs> Modernly, deer's tongue continues to be used for the same things so a focus on dream work and psychic abilities as well as harnessing deer energy uh, as well as communicating effectively however, it's also is used judicial winning your court arguments which is always an interesting thing to see for me because sometimes that does randomly pop up. And I know we have things like uh, John and uh, particular like uh, uncrossings or road opener oils and stuff like that, that can help in that way. Uh, But this is also one of those to add into if you're perhaps working in law or if you do have something to do that has, you, you need to plead your case for in a legal sense Uh, carrying this on you, perhaps making an oil of it, burning it, doing some work with it in some way can Mm -hmm. help you get your meaning across in a way that is clear and concise and people understand your meaning. They take your meaning a little bit better. You can also use this plant for energy cleansing. Uh, So add it into your smoke cleansing uh, bundles and stuff like that, because it does clear stagnant uh, energies. It can help to push around anything that's just kind of grody. I wouldn't say that this blasts through and like dissolves negativity, but it's a nice little refresher, and I imagine it smells pretty good when it's burnt. So, hey, couldn't hurt to add it in there. Right. And uh, lastly, at least lastly from my side of things anyway, uh, big, big moon time, big moon time energy the deer's connection with the moon cycles and its association with like soft energy goddess Mm. energy um you might the more we get into it i don't really like to genderize things like this but
1: i I think it's just good to include all of the different terms because there's some people that do and i still do on some things like if that's what i'm going for that's what i'm going for if you are looking for
0: something to be uh, a little bit more on the feminine side If you're looking for the feminine feminine and masculine energies uh the things that include like intuition mystery uh grace fertility softness that kind of thing and if you are a lunar witch this is also a good herb to venerate the moon if you would like to do so or just include in your moon rituals now this next bit comes directly from hearthwisdom.com where you can of course, it gets you some deer's tongue herb. And they have written a little bit of the usage, some of the ideas that you can use, you can do with this plant, okay? Uh, they have here, dress a white skull candle with some clarity oil and deer's tongue to open up clear and positive communication with someone who is not speaking with you or hiding the truth. You can dress a justice candle in some court case oil and roll it in deer tongue to before a court date to ensure that you express yourself in a way to bring your best outcome. Man,
1: I like the court case ones. I do because, too. Like that's just such a scary thing, you know. And you want it in your it, back pocket. It's public. not necessarily always fair. You,
0: yeah. No. 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 It's not. You know. You know. Yeah. And and a lot of times it's who presents themselves better. Or who, whose case yeah. is presented better, or whatever. So to yeah, have or that who is yeah perceived better. better, too. yeah to have that in your back pocket, you know, uh, you can burn some deer's tongue on a charcoal, dragon's blood resin, and uh, let's see what do they have? Lovage to create and open up to create and open up a more loving communication with a romantic partner, and lastly sprinkle deer's tongue around your environment to open up positive communication in your home. work so if there's somebody out there you're struggling to communicate with particularly in a work sense because that fucking sucks because not only do you have to figure out a way to get your point across but you have to do it professionally which sucks I hate I hate office speak I hate it anyway that's a good way to end I'm gonna end right there (laughs) but that's dear I hate I hate office speak, brother. I hate it. It's so fucking... I hate it almost as much as I hate small talk. It's just bullshit. Can we all not act like we're all just gonna... Like, let's just... We all go home and take our pants off and bitch about each other. Why do we have to act like we don't?
1: yeah it is just forcing a bunch of people into a building together for 40 hours a week and just being like y'all sort it out yeah I hope it works i know um that like, and that's why the office talk exists you can get
0: your 40 hour work week done in probably 15 hours but we're you know be here anyway for the what do they call it the the culture fuck off
1: yeah the work culture fuck off idnik 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 great um yeah, I don't know. I struggled with it. I did not do too well with it. I know. I know some love an office. I am just too much of a curmudgeon. I think uh, in, in nature, by nature, I like the uh, to thrive in an office environment. I like the
0: the option to go. You know, to have a workspace that you can go into. and do Yeah, stuff. that is
1: nice to be able to go. I've I've had a job to where I had uh, I've had two jobs to where I had flexed, where it was like I would come in a couple days a week and work from yeah. home a couple days a week. And I I enjoyed that. That's fine. That worked for me. However,
0: I don't know, man. I just got a real big problem with like forcing people to be here for this bullshittery,
1: fake ass 40 hour. Well, I just Uh, have always gotten more done working from home. Yeah, of course. Big corporate, massive, massive cubicle office. Nobody did any work in that building. I watched You know, uh, no, nobody did. Nobody did anything. Nobody has ever. Anytime
0: I've had a job where I sat at a desk, Ninety percent of my day was spent sweating about what what do I, I'm done. What am I supposed to do? I, I'm, I yeah, hope I don't get caught on you know Facebook or whatever. Um, yeah. God damn. Anyway,
1: after that, uh, I want to talk to you about. Aren't you pothos?
0: But 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 before you do, you know what could you know what you could you know what would be great to slide right between mm. our topics to just kind of nestle mm. up between the cheeks of our topics. Mm. Listen, do you have a business or a product or a service that you think <laughs> <laughs> that you think the Wabah community would like to hear about? Shoot us an email. We
1: do advertising. Don't know. If, don't know if you caught it. You book the ad. We give a look at, at, at what you're doing, whether it's like a service or a good. And then we talk about it. Mm. And uh, so if you want to do that, if you want to advertise to the beans, mm. beans advertising to beans, mm bean to bean advertising bean on bean action um yeah yeah uh shoot us an email yeah podcast at gmail.com see if we can see if we can work something out
0: <laughs> okay now you're
1: going to tell me about pothos i'm going to talk to you about pothos plants sure. so whether you know it or not you've seen one of these guys You've seen its little vines, whether it's in an office, like we were just talking about, oftentimes stubbornly, barely clinging to life because they refuse to die. Or maybe you've seen them in, like, their full-on majesty, you know, when they've got, like, their long tendril vines just, like, coming down. Like, sometimes you can see them in, like, nice public—like, like— restaurants will have them all done up sometimes in their long dangly pretty ones like you you've seen them before they're the long hanging basket plant that grows the pretty green heart shaped leaves and sometimes they're spliced you know with a little bit of like white or yellow or a paler green on the leaves but they're like the house plant you've seen one I've and, been struggling
0: and, this entire time since you've said you've seen one before to not be like,
1: this is Sting. You've seen it before. You've seen it before. <laughs> Haven't and, you? And okay. <laughs> this is a common first houseplant. And it for good reason. This is a very friendly first foray into plant parenthood. And... Really, too, like with how easy they are to propagate from each other, like from clippings, like you can just give them away. I mean, like anytime you got to trim yours, stick it in water, let them root, plant it. Look, there you go. You got a new pothos. It's amazing. And I. I like, uh, there are also a common, uh, along with peace lilies and, you know, caladiums, some types of, uh, corn plants and snake plants, they are a common funeral plant. Oh. Uh, it is not uncommon to see a pothos as an option for, like, a funeral arrangement instead of, like, giving flowers, sending a live plant. I like the live plants for funerals. Mm. I like, um, just kind—I of, don't know—I have a couple of funeral plants, and to me, they're kind of their them? own little. They're like no, like oftentimes after a funeral, there's there's like a tremendous amount of arrangements and sent plants and flower vases and and whatnot. So you and just so take them. It's like yeah, people bought them as like. You don't like say thank you for these flowers. Can I have them? Like <laughs> assume they're yours. No. What is this? That's what people do. They send you flower. They that's what they send flower for, right? Is the funeral and the family? Yeah, I know. But you can you can send whole plants, like instead of a a, a yeah. I know, and pets. then <laughs> and then what? You just take them from the family? No, I'm saying I have funeral plants from funerals I have gone to. They're mine. They're from like. <laughs> I, they were given to me okay. post-funeral because I was there and they're like, do you want some of these plans? Okay. Like I didn't I take you just them. Meant you were like attending, but I've been,
0: attending a funeral and then at the end of it, you like walk by the casket, give your last respects and on your way out, you snag a pothos. No, okay.
1: but I do like the concept of giving them as funeral gifts Party favors. versus flowers that die. Because like I like the, I have two funeral plants and it's a corn plant and it's a peace lily. And just when I work with them, I like to they're kind of an ancestor altar to mm. me, you know, like I, I, even if you're not like going super duper deep with it and like trying to connect just at any time you care for that plant, you missed it or you clean out the leaves that kind of need to be cleared out and trim it. Maybe you're thinking on that person. You know, and it's just like a moment of reverence and and just reflection. And that's what I really I like that. I think that plants are a really good thing to give um, for a passing live plants um, because, you know, it's just like it's a way to check in and have like that that living reminder. And I guess, of course, it could be a little pressuring if you're not confident in your plant parenting skills and you let it die. (laughs) I don't don't know. I, I like it. I, I think it's a it's a nice it's a nice little thing. I like my little funeral plants. I do take care of them a little better than the other plants, though, for that reason because I don't want them to die, and then I feel super guilty. About
0: it. <laughs> yeah, seems like uh, uh, bad bad vibes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so right up at the top, pothos plants it seems are toxic to dogs and cats. Great, Um not cats like It suck can make them it. sick if they. If they eat a bunch, I don't know if that goes for birds and reptiles too. That's always harder to find. I can't imagine. It's great. I don't know, but don't let your cat suck on it. Don't spray your bird uh, in general. <laughs> um, bird. They're good air purifiers though. Even So even though they themselves can make some animals sick, uh, they do a really good job cleaning the air out. One of those things being like formaldehyde was an example I saw given, but they're, they're good air cleaners. Um, formaldehyde so those plants what
0: formaldehyde
1: yeah they'll clear like formaldehyde out of formaldehyde
0: air, funerals
1: of oh wow yeah. look it all comes full circle gross, gross. um i hate that smell Blah, Formaldehyde's so gross i don't mind it um I don't like it. I loved, like, dissecting things when we did it. Those were my favorite days in the whole world. But the smell always just,
0: oh, I hated it so much. I hated
1: it so much.
0: Do high school kids still dissect things, or is that a no-no?
1: I don't know. Certainly not. I don't know. I really... Certainly not cats. Those are my most memorable, memorable days. We didn't do cats. They were done doing cats, at least in my school by the time I was Your in brother school, did cats. We did cow eyeballs, which were amazing. Rustin did cats, but really they did the last of the cats. I never, and I, yeah. And I, that's uh, strange because yeah. I'm older than him. Um, and I think
0: probably a grade, bef- I was usually like a grade before him, I think.
1: Because I think I was just well, Let's just say the cats enough. that he and his class used were very old. Brother, and at the back
0: I know. we can't tell it now because it is a triggering as hell story but (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay continue i never dissected a cat is what i'm saying i did a frog
1: yes i did frogs i did a cow's eye which was the most memorable and cool fucking day of science class i ever do do an eyeball because aren't Um, eyeballs
0: like they're deceptively hard
1: Big tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically like jabbing an X Acto knife in this thing and like having to really press hard yeah. and then go through it. But it was beautiful on the inside uh-huh. because like the back of the eye looked like mother of pearl. Ooh. And that's like what creates the eye shine that we see in a lot of animals. Like in the dark, they have like that retinal ah. like mother of pearl Cat shit on it. Was, shit. It was so cool. Like we took the lens out and the lens like blew up words on a page. It was the oh, coolest thing. It was so awesome. Did you ever yeah, do a squid? Yeah, it was, it was so cool. I loved it. No, we didn't. But I did do a sheep's brain. Whoa! That was like just kind of a lump of, lump of gray. Yeah, yeah. When we did a, a squid, I I
0: don't know if this is part of it. It feels a little macabre now, but it was the coolest thing in the moment. We had to find the ink sac. And we also had to find their little spine, their little plasticky, flexy spine. Mm. And you, one of the things is we had to take the spine out dip it in the ink sack and write something with the spine because that's That's, apparently like people would do that sure it's awesome
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know
0: whatever okay there you go
1: no i mean like yeah barring the obvious like things that suck about this but like man if you're in science class, I'm so bored in school all the time. Oh, if I yeah. get told one day in science class, listen, take this out of this invertebrate or whatever this is. I guess if it has a spine, they aren't invertebrate. I don't know. Take this out of this animal, dip it in its own yeah. and write with it. Fucking metal. Damn. I mean, yeah, that's just like, yeah, oh, hell yeah. man. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it, fucking was, it was a fun day. Guitars are screaming in the background. <laughs> just <laughs> fifty h- fifty h- h- <laughs> power. Yes. Yeah, I'm in it. I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a little older and you're like, oh, geez.
1: Yeah. 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 I do it right now. Though. I do. I, would I do love dissecting shit. Yeah. It's I love it. Okay,
0: uh, now that we've upset everyone. <laughs> uh, oh, the emails we're going to get after this one.
1: Oh, yeah, it's my turn. All right. I forgot we were talking about
0: myself. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I got really on thinking about that. Okay. So, wow. I... um. Here we go. So the scientific name, Latin name, is Epipremnum aureum. Epipen. So it's what it reminds me of. Yeah, like epinephrine. Uh, It's a tropical vine. uh, Native uh, to the Solomon Islands was one place that I saw specifically um, as like the origin point. But it's in the south, native to the South Pacific and, uh, but there was other locations as well. And in like one, it was like site, like I was on wiki and it, where it said it originated it was like citation needed. And <laughs> so it's like, I don't exactly know for certain if it was the Solomon Islands, mm-hmm. but or somebody South just Pacific. was like, that sounds right. Sure. Yeah. And vine is the right word because some of these dudes can grow to like 60 feet long Whoa! in the wild. Like that's, that's long, man. That's like really long. And. So pothos plants reside in the family Araceae, similar to yours today, <sighs> and another one that I feel like we mention all the time, and and we've got some fun AKAs here. Good. Okay, so we've got some fun other names, and um, okay, so for these first two, um, they're very similar. And I don't know which one it is, but I found them both separately, but right after each other, like saw one on one site and then found one on another site. So I don't know if one's a typo or if (laughs) these are two individual. I'm (laughs) going to pretend
0: they're individual.
1: So, the first one, which sounds really cool, is Hunter's Rove with a V. Okay. Rove, R O V E, right? Cool. Hunter's Rove. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And so then I looked, and on another side, I saw that it was called Hunter's Robe. R O V E. I don't know. I mean. It kind of makes sense. I believe it. If you're trying to like, I, I think it makes sense. You know, they're very coveragey. They have a lot of vines. And if you're hunting, you, know? you want
0: to blend in. So perhaps you put this yeah. around you, drape them on
1: you. Yeah, hunter's robe. Um, hunter's robe. Uh, there's devil's vine, sick, which is fun. Sick, and also devil's ivy, which is even uh-huh. cooler. Um, we have Ceylon creeper. Okay. And lastly, money plant, Um, sometimes it is called. Uh, So what's interesting about these plants is that in their native environment, they really they're they're climbers, the creepers and climbers Mm. rather than danglers, like how we have them a lot in like their baskets and whatnot. So they will cover a forest (laughs) floor sometimes to a fault and the way that their root system is it's apparently it's an aerial root system it allows for climbing so eventually they'll like cover the tree trunks they'll cover Sick. everything sometimes Sick. in a way that's a problem well, and you can you can train them to climb upwards uh if you want to sometimes you can just get them this way already potted so they're not always just in a dangly hanging basket sometimes they have like one of those little moss poles you know that they can kind of like climb up and and do that so you can train them to climb upwards generally in like the home environment not like their native environment but like just like inside or whatever they'll be about they can make it to 10 feet long or so maybe even a little bit longer but that's still pretty big 10 feet long uh you'd have to have that lifted up pretty high a lot of feet. um or down low to climb yeah be pretty cool though
0: what if you were 10 feet tall um,
1: I would hate that and I don't think I'd live very long.
0: Yeah, you'd probably die.
1: They say, yeah, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd have very and I'd probably have a lot of blood clots. Are
0: you gonna live for a really long time because you're short?
1: I don't think as someone said it online, we were weirdly,
0: <laughs> weirdly short.
1: Weirdly <laughs> short. <laughs> weirdly short.
0: Weirdly
1: short. Oh. Um so, nobody said that about me. They said it about somebody about as tall as me, though. So, they basically said it about they, me. They said about um, it about me. And they said it about me. They meant it about me. Yeah. Um, specifically. <laughs> so, <laughs> these plants, like, again, we've, as we've mentioned, these are tropical plants, right? So, let's do what we've done for these houseplant episodes. And let's take ourselves to the <gasps> environment yeah. that these plants like right well guess what this one's a lot like all of the other ones we have talked about so come back to it then so we've got a tropical environment and yes these plants first off they have a survival will that is very admirable Hmm. they're very hard to kill but it is nice to cater to our plants uh to make their existence a little better so they're not just like living their whole life in the equivalent of just like deadpool and that air chamber that sucks so much like they're not just struggling forever they get to thrive a little bit too it's just good to know at least a couple things to make them feel a little better so they're not just miserable forever i think about that air chamber oh man that just instantly Um,
0: gave me a headache it's
1: so bad i'm so glad i can
0: breathe right now holy shit
1: let's go to that forest floor okay We're in the South Pacific, South Pacific. It's humid down there, guys. Mm -hmm. It's humid on this forest floor. And so we know, okay, this plant's probably going to like it. It's going to like some humidity over a dry environment. So maybe like a little mist here and there, make it happy. Maybe if it's sitting right where the AC vent blows, maybe we'll move that Mm -hmm. because that's just going to dry it out. It's not going to, that's, it's not going to be ideal. It wants a good, warm kind of, or at least, you know, humid kind of environment. And maybe we can also recall that tropical forest soil kind of sucks. You know, it's like it's void of nutrients and not nearly as fertile as you would think when you think about like, oh, it's a rainforest. It's like, no, it's actually like kind of barren. And why it's so such a problem to have it clear cut because it doesn't just come back. It's like a result of a very balanced system. Uh, and but because of that, you have a vine that can do a lot with a little as is a lot of jungle plants and rainforest soil while getting a lot of moisture, it drains well and you get that as well with this plant. It likes moist soil, it like, but it, it, it needs to it likes to drain well if you have it in dirt and you can add some extra drainage and aeration to your soil if you think it needs it by putting some perlite. In there, perlite, which are those little white styrofoam uh thingies that are in, you know, they look like styrofoam. They're not actually styrofoam, but you see it in potting soil, it's the white little, the white little crushy. There, it's perlite. So what's really interesting about perlite that um I didn't know until within the last year or so, really until or even I guess since getting into gardening and planting, it's it's a mineral. And while it looks like foam, and for the longest time I thought it was, it's not. It's oh. actually a volcanic glass. Oh, uh, I thought it was foam. Yeah, that I really, I want to talk about at some point, because per- perlite is really interesting. There's a lot about it uh, that's neat, especially for such a mundane thing, you know, the little the little white puffies that you see in soil. Okay. Uh, but in adding it to potting soil, it kind of, it increases the aeration. It does, it's also good for water retention. So it's like, you'll have soil that drains well, but it still retains moisture, you know? And so it's like this good moist, but well-draining draining environment, which can be really good for plants like this. Um, this is a climbing vine. So that means that there's going to be variations in sunlight that it can handle, you know, cause this plant can span a very large area. And if we think of the forest floor, we see a mottled patch of sun, you know, mottled patches of sun mm-hmm. here and there that are breaking through the canopy. And so you have indirect light and occasionally these patches of sun that will break through that shift and move around. And that's really kind of what the plant likes. That's what you're working with here And. It can handle a variety of different sunlight. However, full direct sun for, like, a large part of the day. Like, if you have some direct sun that comes in, like, the afternoon at sunset for just a little bit, like, that's probably all right. But if you have it, like, in full sun, it's going to get burned or it'll at least get kind of, like, bleached out looking. The plant will struggle. And... It kind of, you know, it, it can handle the low light, but it likes getting some sun. Ideally, conditions are bright indirect direct light, but it can take some sunbeams a little bit throughout the day. But it can also, it can make it in an office, you know, under the fluorescent lights. But maybe if you want to take it out an hour or two, you know, or take it home and let it sit all weekend, maybe in a brighter place to get like some good light, you can just to help it thrive. So again, that it's not living in the air chamber of misery its whole life.
0: I almost forgot about it.
1: Yeah, I did that just for you. So we have a, after the scene that we've described, we have a tropical plant that likes humidity. It likes moist, but well draining soil. It doesn't require really a, a ton of feeding. Like you can still fertilize this plant, especially during the growing season when it's not dormant in winter. Um, And it's really, especially since it's not known to bloom at all, um, really, the reason for this is interesting, and it's kind of a bit complicated for me, so I don't exactly understand what exactly is going on here, (laughs) but it seems that pothos plants are, like, kind of missing some sort of gene or hormone needed to make them flower, so they don't really flower on their own very much, if at all, but, like, if you spray them with this hormone, they will. Oh. But it needs help. Yeah. Huh. So... Plans they just weird. need a hand, yeah, um, that said, after all of that, they are versatile, versatile, they want to be treated well, but unfortunately, for them and fortunately for you, they will settle for being treated a good bit less than what they would consider ideal, good um, upon those plants. Are really good for beginners for multiple reasons. Their iron survival will being a very notable one, but along with that, they're responsive. They'll talk to you with plenty of time to prevent a full on death. You know, like they'll warn you if they're not feeling good. Oh, and yeah, they're not like some plants. Like I swear, I've had succulents before to where like at uh-huh. night before going to bed it looks normal, and I'll come out for breakfast and it's melted. Yeah. It's just melted oh, yeah. overnight yep. into a pile of goo, and I'm just like, I hate this. I I hate succulents so much, um, but this isn't like that. You get some warning there, and oftentimes, it you know, it might be starting at kind of like the the soil level, like the base, uh, and like the leaves start losing at the base and like towards the tip. You know, like yeah. you get, you just get some warning. Uh, and when they're not feeling good and they can respond. Uh, and when they're doing really well, they're growing and they're growing really, really fast. And again, when they're sick, they show you signs of improvement too. Like, if whether it's that they needed more water or they needed more or less light or they need to be in a more humid environment or something like that, they generally respond to the change really quickly and will like let you know if you mm-hmm. pay attention to them, like, I'm doing better. Thank you, which is really helpful when you're learning. Plants, you know, like if you're not familiar with the more subtle signs of your plants and keeping plants, it's nice to have this wide berth uh, in which you can kind of learn in and you won't just kill the plant very, very easily. Plus, it's just it'll a It will work lot. with you. It is. And pothos plants can really, they have some longevity. They can live a long time with proper care, well over a decade, multiple Whoa. decades, some people have reported um and at that point it's a family member to me Shit. Uh, that's a long time can you, you imagine can,
0: can you imagine having a plant for 17 years and then it dies
1: no i was really upset when my majesty palms that i had for three years died in the freeze in the house mm-hmm. that bummed me out because like they were three years old and i was like i had that was a long time yeah you know um so no that would bother me a lot uh, you can get really creative where you want to put these guys. That's one of the things that button. makes these a great plant too for the house because they're great decoration and they can handle so many different lighting arrangements uh, that you can really play with them a bit, including putting them in the shower. So if you have one of those big, fun, fancy showers that have like enough room to hang plants mm-hmm. in, uh, one, I'm jealous of you. Mm-hmm. And two, pothos do good hanging in showers and not saying like you're hanging them in the way of the water because that would be problematic (laughs) for a host of reasons but like just kind of there in the space and they're taking the humidity a friend of mine has like this magazine level bathroom and she has a pothos in her shower and i think about it all the time it's so (laughs) nice
0: (laughs) Uh, you know i once heard someone in a video uh it was like a video review for some resort because i was you know pretending i had money you ever
1: do that you ever just like look at things oh dude hunter and me were looking at beach houses the other day because we were watching that stupid fucking show and we were like you know what let's dream for 45 minutes real quick let's Let's just see see. what Oh, this one's fun we could do this and then
0: you get to sit there and you get to act like you have and then you you can scroll through these like two million dollar homes and be like "Mm, i don't really like the color of that one (laughs) yeah (laughs) I wouldn't do it this way if don't, this
1: was my house.
0: This has one too many bathrooms. But um, <laughs> uh, I was I was doing that, and they were doing a tour of this resort room, and it had one of those big fuck-off showers. And the girl in the video, uh, she was just like, look at this. And she called it a porn shower. She's like, look at this porn shower. And it, it seared itself into my, like, like my brain and anytime there's a big ass somebody has one of those big ass showers it to me it's it's like a porn shower it's a
1: porn shower and just it makes sense yeah because i mean like she's technically not wrong i mean and i don't know what context she meant it in and i don't care i think she means that if uh, like in all of the stereotypical shower porn scenes you're gonna need you got that big open glass shower shower. push your boobies up on Yeah, you gotta have a few characteristics of that shower, Hmm. the porn shower, and most big fancy showers also equate to being porn showers because they tick those boxes too. I mean, that's what I mean.
0: I'm like, that's you know, it's like, is it? Are we talking literal or, you know, when people
1: say food porn, which is don't
0: say things like that.
1: I I mean, I it makes sense in the literal way, like it's a porn shower. If 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 shower has the space to create tangible porn Uh it's a porn shower it is a porn shower
0: yeah good good to know so you have a friend with a porn shower glad
1: glad we cracked it yes and apparently these guys can be big invasive species big time invasive species Mm -hmm. in tropical environments in which they have spread to and have like no real natural stopper you know nothing's eating them Nothing's stopping. Nothing's competing. And so they can just choke out basically everything, blanketing, whole forest floors and trees, like just taking over. And that's a pretty good segue into the metaphysical perspective of this plant. Because right out of the gate, we've got endurance here. Mm. This plant's got miles. Mm. And it clings to existence. (laughs) Not only... Can it eke by in an office under fake fucking lights that give people anxiety? It can also blanket an entire forest. Like, it's, it wants to endure. Mm. This plant wants that. And if you, oh, if you just get it out of that office for a couple of weeks and set it loose, who knows what can happen? You know, it just, it wants to, it wants to go. It wants and to be found. It wants to be free. It's got to I be think free. That having a physical manifestation of endurance can be helpful Ooh. in times when it is needed. Like in a porn show. So similar to how I was kind of talking. I mean, like, okay, how nice, though? Yeah. All right. um, Let's go ahead and say that this little ritual that I'm about to talk about here, just the same thing is happening while you're taking place or you're showering in your nice porn shower. Okay. Yes. Having a steam moment with (laughs) your pothos plant, having a talk. And so... Yeah, it's nice. And so similar to how I was talking about and when you care for, you know, maybe a plant that you have that came from a funeral of a loved one and you were gifted this plant post funeral and you have these moments of checking like, I'm going to take care of my plant. I'm going to miss it. Oh, hi. It's nice to reflect on so and so who has passed. Mm -hmm. Similar vein here is if you have this plant that's like whole vibe is I'm going to make it. I'm going to endure we can remember that they're that's like what these plants are all about, and it's easy when we have these mundane house plants that we see all the time like peace lilies and pothos plants to think that they have some grit to them, but they do. There's a lot of grit to these plants and in nourishing this plant in caring for our pothos plant, trimming away those dead leaves, wiping the dust off the leaves, we're nourishing our own endurance in this ritual, you know, like just taking care of this plant, almost creating a visual representation of our own state of endurance. You know, whether it's that we're working towards something that's kind of continuing or requiring a lot of continued effort, whether it's like a course of study or whatever. uh, It's just like, dude, I don't know if you've ever dusted your plants before, like wiped the dust off of the leaves, Mm -hmm. especially like the waxy type plants. That is a really... it's just a very bonding experience with a plant for me, but like doing it on something that you have is like, I, this is my endurance and I wipe the dust mm -hmm. from it to let it just shine forth. It's like, that's pretty intense. That's a pretty cool ritual um, to, to do. And you're, you're buying, you're bonding with this plant as well, but you're visualizing your own kind of grit and internal. Like metal Metal. um, getting shined up a little bit more too, which is nice. Um, And I guess, again, you know, you might be like concerned if it dies, you know, but I don't really (laughs) think it's a that big of a deal. You know, this is an energetic practice. And I don't think you're going to crash and burn because your plant dies. I just see it as a good exercise of checking in with ourselves. It also you know, checking in could be
0: if you want to look at it this way, you know that whole thing about like plants kind of sucking up the the negative energy, like yeah, taking it, the hit before you do basically.
1: It, it took the hit before you do. It's your warning
0: sign. Yeah, you could be like, "Oh, maybe my uh maybe I need to look into, the, you know, if if you specifically like gave that plant a purpose for something, maybe somebody is trying to wear you down, you know, or maybe you're just getting yeah. worn down and that it could be like a, you know, I just to put a positive spin on the death of a plant." Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 And I I just think it's to and to try again, you know, part of enduring is to endure if it if something happens, try again. You know, that's the whole that's the whole practice in itself. And I just feel like sometimes magic and manifestation relies on us setting up these little things for ourselves Mm -hmm. that like, at least for me, you know, like, to just do magic throughout the day and very mundane activities. And so it kind of keeps the magic alive. It's like, I need to ask someone who has a lot of plants, I need to take care of my plants, but this plant can, I can kind of see as my manifestation for this and this plant, I can have a connection with so-and-so and it kind of adds magic into a really mundane task and bonds me with these plants too, which it just, I, I think it, it, it has helped me become a better plant parent. Mm-hmm. Um, Forgiveness is a big energy surrounding pothos, plants. Forgiveness. Oh, God. It's also <laughs> mirrored in their forgiving nature. You can stop them from dying. They give you a chance, you know. They're not, what? Oh, in my notes, instead of writing succulents, I wrote cussulents. I don't know if that was just <laughs> my subconscious and how I feel about them. What the cuss? With the cuss, but again, like they're not like succulents to where they might just melt on you if they if they've just decided mm. they've had enough. I'm done. Uh, Goodbye. These these plants are a bit more forgiving in nature, and this can go both ways. Uh, and you can look at forgiveness with this plant in two different ways. So forgiveness for one, that's all I can think of anytime <laughs> I hear the word. It, like not even in this context, but any context. I, hate it. I wish it wasn't. Uh, so. Forgiveness takes practice. It is an exercise. It is something to work on, and that goes both ways. So, so for one, if you find that you're someone that can hold on real tight to a grudge, mm, mm, like mm. forever, oh yeah, uh, maybe you know, it can be a hard pill to swallow to be vulnerable and trust that forgiveness will be okay. When it's probably less risky to just eh, let's keep this grudge in place. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. It's keeping things the way they are, uh, and. There's the opposite with forgiveness, too, in which you can be overly forgiving, which can backfire on us and take from us in many ways. And in caring for the pothos, uh, there's kind of a metaphor that you can look at, you know, like you can trim the vines to encourage the plant to bush out more. So say that you have a pothos and it's got you know, a lot of these long, wispy vines, right? It's not very thick, but it's got a lot of long vines. But you can trim these vines. You don't have to cut them all the way off, but cut the length. And that will encourage the plant to bush out from the base and create more vines that are maybe not reaching out as far. You know, they're not like, spanning such a range for mm-hmm. what's acceptable and a range of forgiveness, mm-hmm. but there's more of it. T- there's more of the plant to go around because of it, you know? So it's like in making that trim and dialing back what is usually willing to be forgiven. And this is if you're one that might be a bit too forgiving, um, remembering that sometimes you do need to kind of cut back a little bit. And that act of cutting back kind of helps nourish and grow you as a person and as a, you know, in this case, a plant, um, and not be stretched so thin. So like butter, spread over too much bread. Oh, God, but how delicious, how delicious. But that's kind of disappointing when you don't have enough butter to bread ratio.
0: If I have to scrape my butter in a way that I don't have, I'm mad about it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't want to have to work it into every, mm-hmm. every little air pocket. I just want to be able to slather it on. Yeah. So you've got like a, a you know, a layer Give me. there. Give me. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what are we even doing here? You know, yeah, I'm not fucking about with my butter. So admittedly, I'm more in the first camp, like I'm one to hold a grudge because if like my trust is tainted, it's going to, it's a long, hard road to get that Mm -hmm. back. So I might just stay away from you over here. Thanks. I'm good. But that's something that I'm working on because there's a middle ground oftentimes and there's healing to be found in opening up and just maybe just thinking forgiveness could be, could be soothing, you know, could, could be nice, uh, It's a practice, just like anything else, and the energy of pothos can be utilized in spell work around this. You know, maybe you utilize a cutting in water during the spell, and you just have it there on the altar, and it's getting blessed, or you have it by where you do your candle spell or however it is that you like to do magic, and then plant it afterwards once it's rooted in the water to symbolize this growth of forgiveness that you're wanting to start embracing, or kind of this cultivation of forgiveness even, if you feel your forgiveness tends to maybe reach a little farther than you would like it to. So these plants, you know, they can grow very quickly, in many inches a month. Like some you can get it like a foot a month if these things are really vibing. Whoa. You know? And it, especially and if it's in their growing season. Vibrating. So they've been associated with abundance oh. as well, which makes sense because like they can keep on trucking, especially when we've seen how aggressive they can be in certain ecosystems in which they like Take it over because the instinct of this plant is to prosper, and that's just kind of the last little wrap up there. That's pothos plant, but we have endurance and forgiveness, prosperity. For- Those are the big yeah. three words around that there. Um, but yeah, it's your pothos plant. Give your pothos a little nod in uh, appreciation. A
0: nod. Give it a nod. A nod. Well, an, a- a, give it an old nod
1: it needs it mm. Mm. I mean it, it forgives you for not doing that to it ever, but it will appreciate it if you do oh.
0: every single time you said forgiveness it was a struggle for me
1: dude I think well uh, you failed at the struggle because I feel like I heard through my headphones you said it <laughs> every time <laughs> it, listen
0: not every time <laughs> so I, I gave it a break <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, uh, but it's hard. How dare you bring it up and then rob me of the ability to do it?
1: I know, I know, I know. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. You know what else? I is... for- you know what? Oh, can you forgive me?
0: <gasps> I'm looking at my pothos plant, and he's shaking his head now.
1: Well, that's very unpothos of it. You might oh, have to set it out in some light. It's
0: an imposter. It it's an imp- it's an impa
1: pothster impoester wow
0: huh there's something okay. there we'll work with that you know what else you know what else we're gonna work with what are we gonna we're work gonna with? work with Mark in the Park for this <laughs> review of the Witch Pajama Hour okay from author Mark in the Park entitled okay i figured love my dallas stallion witches
1: yeah okay i
0: am an 18 year old brujo and i listen to y'all while i work out but i think it's cool that there's a much larger witch community here than expected in the dfw area love the wisdom and love all types of witches thank you very much mark in the park
1: Thank you. I like being called a stallion. Uh, st- are you kidding me? A stallion? Yeah. Call me a stallion anytime. Ah. I am down with that. I like it. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, okay. Listen, all of you, hey, all fucking you people. people, get your simp get your simp caps on. Get ready to simp cuz tomorrow Oh god. We're, oh. we're doing something new. Sorry. Uh, oof. I got I let the spirit take me. I'm ready to burst. Uh-huh. Um, I'm ready to explode. Yeah. We have you watched are it yet. You're steering away from Farmer Wants a Wife because that is over. Yeah, well that was some Alan season is one dead shit. To me.
0: We're on that season two shit now.
1: Simply cap. Mm. Season two. That's on our Patreon. We're talking Queen Charlotte. Oh. And I can't I can't, I can't, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Join us. It's a good time. Uh if you don't think you're going to care about something, listen, we'll make you care. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was
0: surprised at how many people were like, listen, I didn't even watch Farmer Once a Wife, but I did just... are <laughs> <Bless Sorry> you. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: came out of nowhere.
0: Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, join us. That's $5 at the $5 level. $5 a month for four, sometimes five, depending on how many Thursdays are in the month. Uh, episodes of simp cap every damn week. every damn week and that is patreon.com slash com podcast we also have a facebook uh group which amateur hour we have an instagram at which bitch amateur hour twitter at bitch hour uh what else man we have an only fans that we're gonna figure out
1: what to do with next uh one of these days. Yeah. Uh, we, I, there was just something that I thought about. And then, oh, I immediately forgot. Oh, uh, sh- leave us a review. Yeah. I, we haven't, we haven't hounded y'all on that for a while. But if you could do that and you've never done it before, that would be great. On Spotify, it takes a second to rate. It's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, And like the whole like review, like, and subscribe thing is irritating. But like, we live in a world of <laughs> algorithms. Smash that like button. Yeah, and we also live in a world of 80 bajillion podcasts. So you doing that, reviewing us, taking just a second to do the quick rating, um, or subscribing, which is also really convenient. I've since on Spotify started subscribing to all of my favorite podcasts, and now I just get them pushed notification to me when they come out, and I don't know why I waited so long to do that. Also, go ahead, and if you don't have it, it's worth having the Patreon app, because that makes it way easier to listen to all your Patreon shit and watch the videos Mm. and it's just way more user friendly than dicking with the website. Just if you've never done it, you're better. It's, it's better about making sure you don't miss your notifications. But anyway, there's that's our sales pitch. That's that's what we've that's what we got for you. That's what we got for you this week. We're back next week with a big fuck off spooky. Uh, Yeah,
0: send us your Spooky Stories. It's the next episode, bro. Send us an email with your spooky story in it. And uh, just make sure that you put the word spooky somewhere in the subject. I don't care if you say spooky-sode. I don't care if you say this is spooky. I don't care if it just says the word spooky. Make sure you put spooky in the subject line uh, so we can find it. And uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to get spooky. Misi. you said you have a chonker of a topic?
1: Brother, I threw some cash down <gasps> on a book that I have had my eyes on for years now whoa and the time i I've, I've been waiting i've been waiting, I've until been this waiting moment. To, to for a book, book like a book like you like you yeah. and I have it in my possession now to do this topic because I was not going to do this topic until I had this book mm-hmm. and I have it now. and I'm I'm ready. It's going to be long. I, think, I don't know how I'm going to wheel it in. I think I might have long. just figured
0: out what it is. But she refuses to, to tell me, me afterwards. She refuses to tell me. And you know what? I'm not even going to say what my guess is because I don't want you to tell me if I'm right. So join us next time. Uh, I will in in a week's time, I guess, have to I, I got to try to put something together. That's, that's going to match matchers at least a little bit. <laughs> You've given me homework so uh yeah we'll see you next time on the witch bitch spooky hour
1: goodbye
0: goodbye get out of here go get out of here go s- go on go, sniff go play a outside. yeah go uh wow f- find a deer's
1: tongue oh go find it and smoke it. just go find it find hopefully it. still attached to the deer Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just yeah. pull it out of its
0: mouth a little bit. Not not don't pull it out, but just kind of pull it out of its mouth and give it a little kiss and then let the gear
1: go on its way. Yeah. Gross. Okay. I'm done with this. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Look at us. Yeah, synced. We're in sync with each other. We're in the sink. Mm. We're in we're trapped inside of a sink. Let us
1: out. Let that sink in.